Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Wednesday night, it's time for a street fight. We just left the AEW Dynamite watch party. If you're in Columbus, Ohio, and you have nothing to do on Wednesday nights, come watch wrestling with us. We'll be at the Elevator Tap Room right there on 4th Street. The DSA is there. Lots of other cool people come. We have a good crew coming out uh, every single week. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. at the Elevator Tap Room. Watch wrestling with Street Fight Radio. I brought a goodie box tonight that had a bunch of cool shit in there. So if you show up, I will hook you up with some, some, uh, some free prizes from stuff you know we just get so many things that people cool stuff that people give to us that like i like but then i don't know what to do with afterwards so come uh get some of that also if you're in columbus ohio we are doing a live variety show the incomparable street fight radio live variety show we're going to do a live stream as well but if you're in columbus we're bringing the trillbillies to town we're going to have the garbage brain university perform live we're going to have lindsey martin with us that's happening on uh, December 27th, Friday, uh, later this month. You can head to store.streetfightradio.com to get tickets to that. As always, discount tickets are available as well. Please feel free to help out other folks and take advantage of it if you can't afford the price tag. I, I completely understand. Um, we're going to have a backing band with us, the Howling Commandos. We'll get them on the uh, call-in show this week. I think they'll be our break band. Um, but they're good buddies of ours, and they're going to give us that good old variety show feel they'll be backing us up it's nothing like we've ever done before it's a ambitious project but it's going to be a lot of fun unlike you've ever seen before street fight radio variety shows happening in columbus ohio on the 27th of december head to store.streetfightradio.com for tickets thanks for being here thanks for watching you can always see the show jump in the chat we have a unified chat we got people from the discord the twitch twitter facebook all of that chatting along as we do the show uh just check us out wednesday nights what's what, what's the time around 11 p.m and then on sundays we do the call-in show 9 p.m we're street fight radio the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation we're changing everything creating a flat earth where everything is possible where the workers can get what they deserve my name is brett my co-host is brian uh thanks for being here folks you're welcome. Oh, I thank you. Thanks also. for speaking. Yeah, for yeah. Them. Thanks for hey. Thanks for breaking in there, Brian. You know, finally, finally decide to talk. Right? Uh, how's it going, Brett? Doing great. Oh, I don't know how to start this show this week because I have an audio clip that I got on Sunday, and uh, it's too. It's not too early, obviously. So I think early in the show is going to be the time where I do these things. Uh, a little bit of election coverage. Just okay, the early right part off the, the bat. We give, yeah, we're going in. So Kamala Harris is out. I She left. She's okay, done. she's done so. A bunch of people are blaming the fact that people called her a cop on why she's done. But it's like, well, she was a cop. Like, she got a lot of people thrown in jail. If people don't want that, um, we can't roll with that. I know. She I know. was polling under 5%, the, under 2% the whole time, right? I don't, I don't she remember. She wasn't doing well. Yeah. I, don't I mean, remember. she's getting beat by Mayor Pete, dude. Like, yeah. the floor cleaned up by Mayor Pete. So. Can you imagine being that guy? Now it's like the guy that I mean, seems like a front runner, you know? In the narrative, yeah. I mean, they're telling us that. He's a troop. 
Which is, I think, one of the things they right. like about him. Right, but I don't yeah. think anybody actually is behind him. I think they're, like, doing a lot of, like, extra help for him. Well, that's another part of the news that kind of dovetails into two interests of mine, at least, is uh, Hillary Clinton went on Howard Stern today. Wow. <laughs> for that's two and big... a half hours. Did you listen to it yet? I haven't listened to it yet. I'll probably listen tomorrow. I don't have a uh, serious on-demand, right? Like, I oh, I never wow. added it. I'll probably listen to it, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll listen to it. Maybe tonight. Yeah, get that free trial. And, uh, yeah, she blamed her loss on Bernie Sanders again. That's cool. Like, he, Howard asked if she had any, any, uh, ill feelings about Bernie Sanders. And she said she thinks it's his fault she didn't win because he took three weeks to, um, to endorse her, which I don't really remember him saying like up to that three weeks being like, don't vote for her if she's up against Donald mm-hmm. Trump. <laughs> but then, you know, it, she just said yeah, that that's... like the Russians definitely wanted Bernie in that election is is kind of what she said to Stern. And it's like Stern's not a guy that's going to, you know, because the thing you really honestly like, I don't care. I don't want to relitigate the, the 2016 election at this point. It's like too yeah, late. But yeah, this isn't relitigation. This just sucks because, you know, now we know what her narrative in her mind. So that when she wakes up in the morning, she doesn't feel like she did anything wrong. She feels like, she, yeah, she unfairly lost. I did my best, you know, but these uh, people stopped me. Bernie Sanders stopped me from succeeding. Right. And it's the like, Russians interfered. <laughs> right. And it's like Bernie Sanders. Um, he, he He's just so darn likable. That's the problem is it's unfair yeah. because everybody else is focused on crafting a persona and he's likable. And that's not fair. Right. <laughs> yeah. You well, can't just what... be somebody that people will get out of their house and campaign for. You know, that's that's not allowed. You have to do it. It's like a class project. Right. It's the same thing that Trump won. I mean, you may see him as a, very unlikable, but he's more likable than the chuds he's running. Against, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and like, that's why it's he. We all know that polling suggests that Bernie Sanders is the most popular politician in the United States. It's like if they it feels like he should just have this now. Because he is, like, the guy, and it might as well just start doing it. But, like, they are really doing everything they can. And this is why I have yeah. a hard time. You have a silly point of view of the... You think the that's the way that you think sh- things should work, but then you have to understand that there's the other powers to control what actually happens, right? Yeah, that's what I think. I think he could win an election, right? Like, sure. I think he could beat Donald Trump. I just think him beating the Democrats... I mean, he's fighting the Democrats, you know? That's why it's hard for me to get, like, super engaged in sort of the the election stuff is because the guy that I think would probably be the best is, like, the whole world. I mean, the, the his whole machine is tilted against him. It's like he's using... And, and look, I don't think he should run as a third party. I'm not saying, like... I mean, it would be cool if he did, but, I mean, I don't think a third party can win. But, like... He's doing what he's supposed to do. It's just they don't want it. They don't want. I mean, Obama said this week that he would have come out if Bernie's uh, the uh, primary. If Bernie wins the primary, he's going to come out and and like say something too. He had planned to come out and say something. He bad just about said, Bernie. "I'm going to say something." He did. He said, uh, "I would he's intervene like, if it looked like Bernie was going to win the primary." Yeah, folks. Um, I mean, yeah. I guess I've thought of that. You know. 
Well, I mean, I guess I've, I mean, that's what I've, I don't know. I'm, uh, I definitely know all that. Like, uh, you're reporting stuff to me that I heard before. They've always been against him. And, you know, it's the same people as before that are in charge. They're not looking to, I don't know. They don't know how to book a good show. They don't know how to give the, they don't know how to give the people what they want. They don't like the folks just go wild over something. They don't have to ride the wave to like success. They want to be in charge of planning it and controlling how people come to choose the democratic president, you know? Yeah. 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 I it's mean, like it's re- just pro it, wrestling. It's like the WWE. Thing. Right. It's what you said. It's it just like, it doesn't even fucking matter who's popular because they are going to, I mean, certainly try. I mean, certainly yeah, keep trying do the votes, but they really are pretty good at uh, fucking it all up. I watched that video from West Virginia where like every fucking County in West Virginia voted for uh, Bernie Sanders and they're all these super delegates that get to make the decision, and they all went Hillary. Oh, Jesus. And there's, like, this one brave person that made a sign that said every county went for Bernie Sanders. And they're talking – when they're asking the one super delegate for a vote, she, like, puts the sign into the frame so that everybody can see it on <laughs> live TV. She's trying to, you know – Well, it's funny. Subvertise, you know, what's going on there. <laughs> I always like to try to get into the minds of people and like I, I like Hillary Clinton and Obama, I think are two funny people to think about right now. And that like, I would probably like be mad. Okay. Like Obama is not a leftist. He never was, you know, but I think he wants to be one, you know, in his mind, he thinks he is one or wants to be one. And he's a guy, he's like, I'm a progressive guy. I want to do progressive stuff but he never did any of it and i think a guy like bernie sanders probably bums him out you know a guy that's like the most popular politician in the country and he's running on like real fucking ideas you know it's like real ideas that they've been saying like somebody like hillary clinton has been saying are impossible they've been telling us this is impossible why we shouldn't even try and this guy is like popular because he's saying and i think it bugs him it would bug me i would be annoyed by it you know yeah But uh, the reason I brought up election news is because I heard, I watched part of a speech with Joe Biden, who had a week. Oh, God. He had a week this week. First of all, he sucked on his wife's fingers on stage. Which? (laughs) That's not normal. Um, It's such a stupid moment that, like, I I mean, it is, like, it may be as goofy if... uh, if you're like playing board games at the house and like with your bunch of your friends and your wife keeps hitting you in the face because she's talking too loud or something, but you're like in the middle of a stage and like everybody is looking at you. And I have to believe that someone has told him like tone it down on like the moments. Let's just kind of keep it (laughs) regular old smooth sailing a little bit for a minute. I lean like the opposite way in that I think nobody can tell him shit. You know, like he's in charge of the thing. And I'm sure somebody has said like, hey, man, if you don't act like a weirdo out there, you might do a little bit better in the election. But I think that he takes that as like, okay, that's criticism. I'll uh, file that away and do suck my wife's fingers on stage. Haters are his motivators. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I got this audio I want to play, Brett, of a speech that he gave. You got to put your headphones in. And uh, we're going to play a little audio from a speech that he gave. It, it's so I don't know why you're fucking doing this weird, me. dude. It's so weird. I saw that made me aware when I was in law school. Proudly for Holloway. Proudly for your dad. 
first African-American state senator in the state of in the state of Delaware. Everything about. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. <laughs> they look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Wait, And what? I love kids jumping on my lap. <laughs> and I tell you what, the men, they're now all men, the guys I work with down here, and they're all guys at the time, they're all good men. Most of them made an awful lot of themselves. And Earl no. Larkin had a rough time. This is some of you new world feel, makes me feel I bad. I came. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like all y'all need to stop making fun of this old man. Like this has to stop. He's fucking weirder than like Facebook boomers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, just not not fit for public speaking. <laughs> not somebody you put in front of a microphone and gather a whole bunch of folks there to have listen to what he has to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The part about how he just like inserts roaches in there. It's so fucking... I know about roaches. Okay. Like, what does that got to do with anything? Uh, yeah. He's he, the guy, though. He's not... The, I mean, that's hard. There's no way, right? I don't know how that can go on for much longer. Why can't Is it getting we, good numbers? Yeah, he, I think he's in the lead. You need Why? to get, you need to get like, a little... You need, like, a hat or, like, a piece of paper. I need... I need you're going to official... The election, you're the election. Here, I will look up. I don't give a shit. I can't listen to some old man. I can't listen to that. I know, I know. And then, like, I keep picturing him against Trump. Like, if he debated Donald Trump, (sighs) fun. I mean, he would get steamrolled. Yeah, he would get beat up. But then he would also be like, "All right, bub, you ready to go fisticuffs or something weird?" You know, or he fucking start sucking on his own fingers up there like my guess is that he got horny on stage which i'm sure i mean i it's never happened to me but like def leopard used to have sex with women under the stage during their concert so some guys get like turned on on stage and he saw his wife's finger and he was just like i'm gonna suck on that for a minute let her know i'm, I'm ready for later sure <laughs> i mean i don't i think uh i mean it's just one of those weird if to me it feels like one of those weird moments where somebody thinks they're being playful and, and then i'm everybody else aghast is just like uh, you know their mouths are dropping like what are you doing right now so here's the uh poll it's Biden's up 27, Sanders is 13, Warren is 18, Buttigieg is 12, Bloomberg is 3. For Wait, for what is this? This is the uh, Wednesday, December 4th. He has double polls. Sanders? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Yes, he does. Double Sanders plus one. Just because pe- he's going to give everybody those blonde leg hairs that people want to <laughs> rub? That's what I'm is that what he's pro- Is that his platform? Is that like everybody will... Not have roaches and we'll have blonde leg hairs. <laughs> You'll be able to rub his his leg. He'll like, like sit out at his uh at his inauguration in shorts. And, and let like, people just <laughs> dip him in at- the uh dip him in the Potomac and then everybody'll get to come and play with his leg hairs. Uh, he, he's talking about people playing with his leg hairs on like a stage, just talking to people, you know. Hey, what why doesn't he write a speech? These old guys get to this thing, right? Like Trump's the same way. 
I, I Obama mean, wasn't this way. You're kind of this way. What? A lot of non sequiturs and a lot of jumping around. Like I think you're gonna. I think that you, like you have a good way. You're you're good at like threading a whole bunch of things together. The, he is falling apart. Yes, I'm saying like Trump is good at like. I know it's funny to make fun of, but like if I go and I check my references of like right wing memes, I know what Trump is saying. You oh, know, yeah. this is just getting into babbling. It's scary. It was really weird that like he it's got to just be he was vice president. Yeah, but like he's, it is. It feels like he's almost like. They may not catch up. To Nobody's him. listening to that. I, I don't. I guess that the people that are into it just think it's a good idea, and they didn't hear him say what I. Do. He knows roaches. Just so he did. They didn't hear him say, "I know roaches." That's so, um. <laughs> he's so doing. He's doing a weird. He's just doing that. Like uh, you know, white people know about poverty too. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying that I've spent a lot of time and like cuz he's up very uh, like I guess he's like really pa- popular with like black voters uh some well but as in like over all of the other people uh-huh. in the party is what i'm saying like as they're polling and it's like uh <laughs> like that's who he does go campaign twice as much as sanders i know i know i know it's crazy it's because he was the vice president yeah, under a time when is. people under the time where but people felt like shit was the most normal. I just give up. I just give up. I do too. <laughs> I give up because I am coherent enough to get in front of a bunch of people and make a compelling, compelling speech. And I can't believe that we are letting this guy go out loud and be taken seriously as a leader. For like, and who could listen to that and and be like? Yeah, yeah, what this guy says. I want him in charge. I want him to make the decisions for my life. No, get out of here. I mean, I guess like, okay, so we're going to assume that there's a certain amount of people who just feel like the Obama years were the last normal years in America. Right. And they just want to go back to the normal times and that he was the vice president. That makes sense. But he's going to be on TV more. And when he talks it's stupid he says the dumbest fucking things he said something about like he was talking about domestic violence and he was like and that's we got to punch that problem and punch that problem and punch that problem like that's what he was saying uh, like and it's just like what the fuck like why is that in your head yeah he's just like an old guy who's never been had anybody tell him that he's stupid i don't think He's ever had somebody come up to him and be like, dude, just, you know, let's write a speech and you read the speech is how I feel, you know? Yeah, I um, I don't know what we're supposed to do with uh, that being like uh, an honest option. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I mean, and, and we're, we're the so crazy we ones, though. We're the crazy I know. Ones. People think that we're too radical or something because we won't just let that guy, that fucking, that guy be the president. <laughs> we don't want him to be the fucking president. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting yelled at like we're weird dreamers. Yeah. You know? So, uh, last week, I promised that I would read this Big Lots thing that I got. Okay. And uh, it is for union busting, Brett. Uh, something we hate we hate union busting and uh oh man the loading on this thing so this is a brochure that uh big lots has that starts out with the big lots big logo and says proud to be union free which is brazen 
That is a that's a brazen one to say to your employees. Granted, we all know that a lot of employees dislike unions. Yeah. Because they've the, never had like a good experience, but that's stupid because there are, there are good experiences to be had. Yeah. You know, a lot. It, sorry. I'm ahead. sorry. Alex on tour with us, Alexander from Minion Death Calls in a union. And he was talking about how like, you know, the a lot of the people that I see who who complain about unions that are workers are people who never used the union. You know, like you can file you can file grievances and things will get done. And he said that he's filed many grievances. He files. He says he files every single one. He says, if yeah, something if a management does something that he doesn't like or doesn't in line, he just files it and they pile up and he gets credited out for him. Yeah. And I think that's I, I think that's true, because like in my time where I was sort of anti-union was after Kroger when I got fired, you know, and I felt like, oh, the union didn't do anything for me, but I never went to the union. I never said, hey, I'd like to file a grievance with the union on like whatever this guy said to me or yeah. something like that. I just never did it. Yeah. So maybe my experiences were yeah, bad definitely. because I didn't do anything. Sure. You know, Your brief experience. Well, yeah, that's the only union job I had. Yeah. 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 The other thing about it is that most of the employers are also like, yeah, we think employees should be able to stick up for themselves, but that's why we got an HR. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like the union sounds great. They never basically, they never real, they never as openly as this being like, we don't do unions here, and we're proud of it. Yeah, they usually will say something like, uh, "We have an open door policy." And we will deal with you one on one. Yeah, we like to think that you know unions are great for certain industries, but not for us. We have a good thing going here. Everybody likes each other and an open door policy <laughs> where you can get whatever you don't want done. You know, I have been told that in every job that yeah. I ever had that unions are good for some people. Oh yeah, they're but so they're fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> have you heard what they did like in other places that wasn't here? I Wonderful. I wonder what we share that same passion for unions <laughs> at other places. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what uh HR people tell themselves to do that part of that speech cuz that's the weird part it's like if you're saying that then you know that being anti-union is bad it has to be you know that you're kind of sort of acknowledging that not having a union no you've convinced yourself that this is a better deal yeah and that you'll be fair right yeah. like that that HR is a nameless, faceless bureaucracy, and there's no way it can be unfair. When really, it's tilted against the employee. And every time. I mean, the amount of people I know that have been fucked by human resources. It, while, and we're saying, like, uh, if you had a grievance with the union, you could go to the union and have it taken care of. But if you go to human resources, you're just dealing with a person. It's a flowchart. Yeah, a flowchart, and it's just a person, and it depends on who the person is that you're sitting down with. But I've told this story before. I I had felt that uh, I was getting dinged on QCs when I was a cable guy because the guy didn't like me, and uh, there were just things that I had done that he then claimed I didn't do. And um, so I went to the HR, and I was like, hey, you know, I had somebody with me. They saw me do that. They didn't bring back any pictures. Uh, actually, it was something they it was wrench tight. Something had to be wrench tight. And mm. it, and if it wasn't wrench tight, then you automatically failed. The that it was over, you failed. And uh, which is something you can't prove, really. 
And uh, I had remembered specifically having somebody throw me up a wrench so I could tighten it. So I went to HR and, and I told him, you know, I, I have been trying to get off this team for six months. I've been begging to get off this team and the other supervisor wants me. And I think this guy hates me. And this is what I think is happening. And uh, they went and told him and brought us all three. <laughs> they brought me, the lead, and the supervisor into the office, and we had to have a conversation about it. And it yeah. was just like, that's not like how I would have handled this, you know. And that's something that never that doesn't happen with a union, you know. With a union, you have somebody to stand behind you. Like I got, I got fucking ambushed. You know, I come into work and they're like, hey, she wants to see you in HR. Patty wants to see you in HR. And I get in there and those two guys are sitting there and it's like, okay, well, uh, never mind, I guess. Like it was sort of an intimidation thing, you know? Yeah. Which is what HR is to me. HR is intimidating to me. I think they're there to intimidate, but they gave it a nice name. It's one of those like blue skies acts or whatever like where they give something a really nice name that's really bad <laughs> yeah i feel like i mean i feel like in most positions it's all a metrics thing and that hr is just the like absolute minimum requirement that there be some sort of human oversight before they kick you out yes like it's just a way for them to be safe with their lawyers mm -hmm. you know that you go through all of these motions before they terminate your employment yeah i mean it also probably uh adds to like there's they're there to hire people really and then sometimes they fire people so most of their job is just sitting there and and hiring somebody especially in a lot of blue collar jobs i have where it was just like you know two guy like if a manager and a laborer got into an argument it often like ended in a little slap fight and then they were friends again and it never had to go to hr you know it probably should have but it didn't you know yeah um so here's here is the things you need to know section from big lots you have the right to refuse to sign a union authorization card not to support a union and to oppose unionization all right Good rights to know. What about the other? Do we have the right to do the opposite stuff, though? <laughs> yeah, they don't mention that, okay? It's funny because it seems like they're besieged by unions, which is good. Fuck big lots. There's a million big lots, right? It's a scam anyways. It, well, it is now. Yeah, it's course. a total scam. It wasn't when it was odd lots. Right. Back when it was odd lots, it was a real fucking thing where they were selling odd lots. Pallets full of wild shit for super cheap. <laughs> yeah, now it's just all the same stuff as Target, but without the, the uh, graphic design. Yeah, it's just it's just discounted. Like It's just like the Beyblades from last year. They buy them all from Walmart and distribute them amongst all the discount stores all have the same shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Union members account for a very small percentage of the workforce, which is, that's not like really a reason to not be in a union. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're doing an idiot's argument, that's great. Like, not a lot of people do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if more people did it, it, we would maybe consider yeah. it. It would be a popular thing, but this doesn't seem people like it. Yeah, get know? a jean jacket instead. A lot of people are doing that. <laughs> According to the, oh God, here we go, Brett. According to the Center for Union Facts, probably a very uh, reputable think tank, 82% of non-unionized workers do not want their jobs to be unionized. Oh. Now, I think that question is probably asked in a very deceptive way. It's likely, you know, 
Uh, would you like it if they took union dues out of your paycheck every month? And 100% of the time, I would say no. Right. But I want to be in a union, so make me, just, you can make me, you can take it out and make me do it. And I would love that. You know, that's how I always felt. Because, like, that was with the 401k. I was like, I just don't want it to come out of my check now. That's all. I don't care. Uh, but... You can't get it later, though, unless it comes out now. I know. you. I know. I'm not worried about it. I'll just float on my charm, you know? Um, unions are expensive for associates. Associates pay an initiation fee and monthly dues. Associates may also pay assessments to cover things like strike funds, legal fees, or building expenses. Yeah. Associates may also be charged fines for violating the union's constitution and bylaws, such as crossing a picket line, working during a strike or criticizing a union official. Well, yeah, that's pretty much, that's the questions that they ask. Like, would you want to join an organization where it costs money and you have to pay for all of this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like, but wait, what, but if I join this organization though, my wages go up significantly. My benefits go up. I get more days off. Yeah, maybe I would. Maybe yeah. it would be nice to join up with these folks. I don't mind paying into that. Yeah, I don't mind I paying into our, in for an increased quality of life. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll get like double time and a half on Thanksgiving. Because this is one of the Thanksgiving places, too, that's open on Thanksgiving. I don't think they're open on Christmas, but I believe they're, of course, Christmas Eve. You know? Right, right. Which I'm in a... You guys want to hear this real quick before we go on to the next thing? I think that we should be down to only essential businesses. From Christmas Eve till the day after New Year's Day. Wow. Only essential and Big Lots isn't essential. You're talking like a full everybody off, just like hospital shit. It's too much of a bummer that everybody's got to work on Thanksgiving. It's so much of a bummer, man. Yeah, I get it. I agree. I, I mean, it's... uh. This year, I definitely had a great Thanksgiving. It was fun to be with everybody. But then it was like there was a plumber at my house. I didn't ask him to be there. My yeah, landlord, landlord hired him. Well, landlord. <laughs> yeah, hired them. But uh, like, I, so there was a plumber at my house. There was somebody else that stopped for something. And I was just like, there's so many people that aren't doing it, which I mean, I guess you don't have to. But, uh, you know, it 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 is like... It it was a day that really used to be like nothing happened. Like it's there a, there used to be a it used to be a tough shit day. Like if you didn't get anything, like you can get gas or you can get stitches if you get hurt. Yeah, right? I mean this is even in my lifetime. I remember like as an adult, everything there still everything was closed when I was like twenty, twenty two, twenty three, and I would go like. I would go to the gas station and the only thing I would get is a DiGiorno because that's all the food they had and I didn't know how to cook. Like I would put together a junk food meal at the gas station every year on Thanksgiving at the end of the night because nothing else, you couldn't get anything else. Everything was closed. And one thing I think about a lot is that it we should have days where nobody's doing anything. Like it just, it would be like a good community building thing. You know, a couple days... A month, a day, a month where nobody's doing fucking anything. You can give it any name you want to give it, man. Barter day. <laughs> yeah. Doing, you can't do any transactions. Yeah. You yeah. You should figure it, should it out. Well, it's even no transactions. It's fine. But I, I just think it should be like, we should get together for more meals with big groups of people and like spend the day just fucking around. And if you did that one Friday every month, I think people would be so happy, you know, where it's just 
that week you get Friday off on top of the fact that you're only working six hour days anyway. You know, sure. I'm moving yeah. it down to the six Smart hour move. day. I Maybe like less. All right. In a union, you lose the right to the dire- This is the, this is the argument, everybody. In a union, you lose the right to directly approach and work with management regarding wages, benefits, and working conditions. How does that stuff work out for you now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you must repl- rely on third-party representation with no guarantee of improved wages, benefits, and working conditions. That is the shit. That is, putting the second part there makes it even more... Because it's like, I would yeah. rather argue wages, working conditions, and benefits with all the other people behind me on my side than I would just as me against the manager that doesn't have the power to do any of that stuff. Like the manager can't just say like, Oh, you need health insurance. I'll just give you health insurance or you need, (laughs) you want a a week off for, for a vacation. I'll just give you that. There is no negotiation when you're just one person. Yeah, and as someone that's been like one of the top employees uh, at a place, you know, you go to bargain and they're like, uh, uh, the star system, you know, says that you don't get a, as big of a raise as you thought this year, you know, yeah. or like whatever their systems, they had plenty of things for me, like they had plenty of, I could speak to them as much as I want, but they were like, well, we already have like a, a system in place though, like you don't actually get to say how much you make we tell you yeah right that was the only response i've ever gotten from bargaining by myself is like oh no 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 you're not in charge of that you don't need to worry about that you know no 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 we just pay you you get what you get and you don't complain you don't complain about it ever well it's funny you say that because like i've never even asked because i always felt like it was such a losing battle yeah i guess if you're at like a small business and you get along with the person that probably would ruin your relationship with the person. <laughs> but like, uh, I guess there are some places that might have some wiggle room, but like, I have just, it, sure. It, I mean, I small, not, the, the non-corporate places, certainly, I, but I've never seen a corporate place, like try to offer more money to get somebody to stay. I, I don't think I've ever even seen that happen. Somebody comes in, puts in their two weeks. They all just, they're like, well, okay, well, that's your two weeks. Or sometimes they march you out. It's yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't spend, I haven't spent as much time in there with union representation. There's no guarantee you will end up with more than you started with. You could end up with more, less or the same while paying monthly dues, fines and assessments. No, I like gambling. Yeah. I mean, it seems like with a union though, I mean, it's funny because they could like just look at typical union jobs and see that they make more money, you know, like this is not these are not effective arguments, I guess, to me. I, they're stupid, like easily. If a union came in and answered these point by point like we are, somebody would look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this is dumb. You yeah, know? they would do a lot better job than us. Uh, strikes can seriously affect your earnings. Associates do not receive a paycheck while on strike, yet are still responsible for paying their bills. I mean, we yeah, I mean, we have a really great anti-union sentiment in the country that people aren't even interested. This type of stuff just reinforces it. I think this is for somebody that's already a defeated person that has a job, and then they're like. I mean, you really want to talk about doing a union. They're going to take a little bit of your money. You're going to have to start doing strike funds. You're going to, have to start doing, you know, potlucks for the crew. It's just going to be, you know, so much extra. Yeah. I mean, these, aren't you great, grateful for what you have? These are really, it's, it's odd that this is coming from a pretty big company because these are just the arguments that like your 
uncle makes on like Thanksgiving. Well, they work. I mean, they're no, effective. They do. Yeah. I mean, these are the most effective. Like, these are just ones where people aren't going to investigate. And they're like, oh, I have heard that before. I have heard that, you know? Yeah. Okay. So here you go. This is the last one. Big Lots is a union-free organization. We believe you have a voice in our company. You have the right to be heard and to approach management directly if you have a problem. All right. Yeah, but I don't... Th- what use is that? You know? <laughs> Without going through a third party like a labor union. And at Big Lots, you don't have to pay for any of this. Mm, I mean... Yeah, you are. That's the thing is they think that like... Every hour thing. every hour you're paying extra money to Big Lots. Because- I know. <laughs> You're not paying money to a union. Yeah. 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 They act like your labor is worth zero, though. A lot of a lot of stuff like this is kind of like, you know, uh, we're just giving you money. You know, all you got to do is come here and work. We're, yeah. we're just giving you money. We're even here. And we're, we're actually the benevolent ones. And we're, with me, I always looked at my relationship with my job as like, we're. No, I'm giving you something and you're giving me something. Even if what I was given sucked, I was still giving something to them. So they had some frequently asked questions on here, too. So I thought we'd take a look at those. Uh, What is a union? Well, I can't wait to hear what uh, Big Lots thinks a union is. A union is an organization of associates formed to bargain with the company regarding wages, benefits and working conditions. Good. That's good. Unions are a business and they make their money through the collection of initiation fees, monthly dues, fines, and assessments. What are the unions selling though, Big Lots? Like what? <laughs> like it's not a business. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're making you think that like you go to union and like uh, that's who it is. You're like, we're going to go get these guys. And like the, what we talk about is like solidarity between everybody. A union means that everybody there is be has everybody's backs you know well no yeah but they're they're presenting it like uh it's just a business that comes in and everybody signs up to give them like fifty dollars a month you know and yeah. it's like like they get away with it like without providing anything at all okay here's here's the big question brett why it's like hulu it's just like it another is. hulu <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> why doesn't big lot support having a union this is the question that i think we all have to we all want to know the answer to. So here we go. This is the perfect. This is exactly what I saw at all of my orientations at every job. This answer. Uh, the culture at Big Lots is one in which a union isn't necessary. Our company has four key policies that are essential for building a positive and productive work environment. One, our open door policy. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I don't give a fucking shit about your open door policy. Uh, Number two, union free environment. (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Wait, this is the list. What is this list again? (laughs) The list of the four key policies that are essential for building a positive and productive work environment. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we don't have a union. (laughs) That's one thing. Uh, No solicitation. Okay. (laughs) What does that mean? It's all it says. It just says no solicitation is one of the four key things that just, they're just the assholes that have that on that door on their door. 
I mean, I don't really we're the, know. We're the type what of people that at. put that stupid plaque on our fucking door. <laughs> That's, I mean, that is a way to know a type of person. We're gonna yell at for that, but I'm just saying, I don't like the no solicitation sign on the door. I would never do it. I just don't answer the door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or I'll answer the door and just talk to him for a minute. Sure. Um, okay, so we got uh the first three here, and uh the last one is a harassment-free environment. <laughs> that again is not something that has to do. Well, I mean, unions can help you if you're harassed. You know? Yeah. And um these policies safeguard your right to express your opinions without fear of retaliation. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that when you express uh bad opinions about a company not bad but like say that the company is bad that uh you won't get retaliated on everybody i know knows that like if you say the manager's a dickhead there's going to be some retaliation that's just the fucking way it is that's how that's how management works it might not the ceo might not do it or, or like the people, people in the, the main, main office might not do it, it but man, man when, when you, you get, get down, down there and, and you're, you're talking, talking about the store manager He's going to retaliate against you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. These uh, these type of things are like, this is the deal that they give themselves when they're at the top. You know, like the, the office worker people. But to tell someone that is working at the regular big lot store that's dealing with a piece of shit manager... And like lack of training and like all the fucked up externalities of that. Like everything that we watch Undercover Boss on the regular, right? Yeah. And you see how you like we've all been employees before. These people do not get the fucking deal that they're talking about at all. No, nobody does. I mean, when you talk about an open door policy, what are they saying? They are saying that you can go up to the manager of the store and tell them that you don't like the way the manager of the store is running the yeah. store. It's not like you get to go to like corporate headquarters yeah. or something. You don't get to talk to anybody that has any power to change anything like it's that. Like, oh, you can tell you can tell somebody right to their face that you don't like the way that you can tell the manager right to their face you don't like they're doing their job. And it's like, yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> I have to work with that guy the rest of the fucking week. It's the fucking worst, man, because it's like I, I told you about my thing. And it was just like I only worked there for like two months or so after that. But it was like every day was just ice cold. You know what I mean? It was just like I would come in and get my jobs. And leave and wouldn't talk to... I didn't talk to the guy at all. And it was just like... The, he would only talk to me through his manager. So his manager yeah. would call both of us into the office. And then we'd have... So it's like I got two managers standing there for my open door policy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? These, yeah, these things are suck. They're just... I mean, all they have... What Big Lots has is a cutthroat environment... We're like the most greedy social climbers can gamify the fucking system to get the most benefit to to enjoy the, you know, the the big lots union free system. Right. And it's like if you told if, if you could explain to the other. I, I mean, it seems so easy to explain to the other employees like, man, isn't Jeff. Jeff's a prick, you know, and he comes in here, he acts like an asshole. And like the only thing we can do is go to Jeff to talk about Jeff, you yeah. know. I mean, I, I've said this before, like I have, I, I had to go to a meeting one time and it was seven years I worked at this place and I only went to one of these meetings ever the whole time I worked there. So this is not, 
like a regular thing. This was like an extraordinary event, right? Where the, the CEO and the CFO came and they got us in a room without the managers in it and asked us about the place. And sure. we were fucking honest with them. And then for like two months after that, the managers were really nice. And then they just started fucking cracking down and fucking us over again. And yeah. it was just like, yeah, man. Like, if, I mean, I guess if your open door policy was you'll have one of those meetings and you will yell at the manager every 60 days so that this place is a decent place to work, yeah. then I guess we can do that. I can I can negotiate on that, you know, okay. especially if I'm seeing the CEO, because I think like. I don't know, man, like just do you think like. It's hard for me to explain what what I'm thinking in my mind, but it's like I feel like I could walk up to a CEO and say. I want $20 an hour. And they'd be like, oh, whatever, fuck it, you know, take it. Like, but I guess that's probably not true. No. You know, just to get you out of their hair. No. no but they'll fire you. They just, they just get rid of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's nobody I can get more money out of. You're yeah, totally I can never right. imagine you asking or speaking to the CEO like that. I did talk to him like the way I talk. Okay. Not like on this show. I didn't cuss and use the word like too much. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I said I said what my problems were with the company very clearly, and uh, you know complaining you're fine with, but asking for more I don't I can't see you pulling it off. I'm terrified of that. <laughs> yeah, Damn, I don't like I I just feel like I love you have like this weird like big wig from the movies idea where they're just like ah get out of my face yeah twenty five dollars an hour put it down Quimby be Quimby. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, so what should you do if someone asks you to sign a union authorization card? Somebody in the chat said that no solicitation is that they're basically saying that, like, unions are trying to sell you something. Like, we're not trying to sell you something. <laughs> they are trying to sell you something, though. Yeah, this bullshit ass <laughs> take less than you <laughs> deserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what should you do if someone asks you to sign a union authorization card? Uh, I say sign it. Then you don't even have to read it. Just sign a fucking thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, just fight it out later with the union people. <laughs> yeah, go to the union meeting. I've been in a lot of meetings with union people and leftists in my day now. or a lot of rooms with them, and, like, everything's negotiable, and you can fight about it. Sure. Believe me. That's what they do. Any, always read and understand anything before you sign. I wonder if they, like, gave you time, uh, you know... They probably didn't say that when they had you sign your employment agreement or your or or any of that stuff. You know, the little thing you have to like you get your uh it's this is the weirdest thing, and this happened to like all my jobs. They give you the binder that's the employee notebook, and on the last page it has a thing that you have to sign and they rip it off and hand it to them so they have your signature on record saying, I read the employee handbook. Yeah. What about it? It's just, I think it's a weird thing to do. It just seems like such a school thing to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, school, yeah, school definitely is setting you up for work. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, so always read and any, understand anything. Um, okay, so the next thing, if somebody asks you, tell your supervisor if you were threatened by anyone over the issue of a union or signing a union card. Remember, you have the right to say no. <laughs> they are like, 
So this is Big Lot saying, like, you know, sometimes these unions come in and, and they'll just threaten to whip your ass. <laughs> they'll throw know. batteries at you. <laughs> you know how they are. They'll just threaten to whip your ass. Something, I don't, it's just, I'm just, my wiring is so different. As soon as somebody, as soon as my business, as soon as my, sorry, as soon as my employer rolls up on me and, like, puts their arm around my shoulder and is like, hey, we love not having unions here, right? Like, fuck all that noise, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're fucking so doing so many good things here without them. Just me and you, you know, I don't have to deal with like everybody else out there. Just me and you. We can deal on, we can work it out together. Right. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I tell you that you're not going to get a raise, it's just me and you, right? It's easy. We, you don't want an angry mob behind you. That's going to, you know, hold me accountable for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, that is the, that should be a red flag to everybody that gets a job. It yeah, always was a people, little bit yeah. to me. Like, I guess it wasn't really because I heard all these things and kind of bought the argument at all my jobs. That's what until I'm, I mean. I graduated this is shorthand. College. This is all shorthand to me. Yeah. Like at this, what the way I hear it is that for people with like the regular standard American brainwashed education, this stuff just is hitting the beats of reminding you once again, like, oh, well, this is why we don't want unions. This is why we don't do this. This is why you know we're free. This is just like uh, it's. Hip hypnotic i don't know yeah. it's just ancient fucking program anti-union programming you know right yeah sure um i got the next thing i wanted to do tonight is uh read prudone on twitter is a okay. guy that's around a lot and uh he's he's in the facebook group he's on twitter and i'm in chats with him and stuff he uh he found a real estate investor in cleveland okay um, and I'm going to read his tweet. Thank you, Reed Prudhomme, for this. Holton Wise is a shitty real estate investor slash property manager group that operates in Cleveland. Here's a sampling of some of the merch they have available on their Teespring account. So this real estate, yes. Merch for the real estate company? <laughs> yes. They're the rock stars of real estate, I guess, right? I mean, when we get further into this, yes, you will. I mean, we're going to be obsessed with this, people. After okay. this. What's the name again? Uh, Holton Wise. Can you spell it? H-O-L-T-O-N-W-I-S-E. Okay. Um, so the two shirts that he shared, and this is this was so shocking to me. The first one says Slumlord on it. Oh, yeah. Just like across the wow. front. Yeah. And the other one is like the I Heart New York, but instead of New York, it's evictions. And uh, this person owns property in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. And... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I, I looked in his store. I, I mean, it's unbelievable that he has a store, but he's like a house flipper guy. Yeah, this is somebody that has a brand, right? They have probably an Instagram where they talk about they, they how do. they're doing all of this. So they're selling this to other landlords. There's also been, you know, we we have we can revisit this as well because we've recently seen a lot of screenshots from these private landlord groups. Mm -hmm. You know, there was one recently where someone wrote a post that was like, I do not know what to do, but the, this fucking ten tenant left a completely clean place and there's no way I can tell them I can't give them their security deposit. Well, why? They, like, there's like, there's all, can, is there any creative ideas where I can keep the security deposit? Like, it, it was, it was, did you see that post? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm just, I don't know. I, have to, I, I mean, it wasn't recent. Yeah, like it, was, it was like a week ago. Oh yeah. It'd be hard to find. Yeah. Uh, he also sells t-shirts to say eviction crew on them. 
That's, I mean, that's for a certain kind of uh, faker on Instagram. I think this is, I could see them, you know, uh, going this hard on it, right? Right, yeah. And he is, so he's he owns property and people are renting from him. Sure. And, uh, oh, yeah, they also have a bright orange shirt that says, I got evicted and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. So this guy has does a he hand, does he hand those out like when he evicts people. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the prices are cheap on the shirts. I gotta say, I don't. When Teespring always is. Pretty sure they're not union made. But of course, Holton not. Wise. But yeah, his name is even written hashtag Holton Wise TV. Okay. Dot TV. So he is a he's a YouTube personality. Now, part of me thinks that a guy like this obviously is trying to get on like HGTV, but this is not. The way to do it. This brand is not getting on TV. Yeah, I mean, he's just taking advantage of the whatever, whatever. I how how big is the account that on Instagram? Um, I don't, I don't have the Instagram. Let me. Uh, it's whole, I can pull it up. Yeah, yeah, I, because I I'm just thinking, like, when you when you go, I mean, when you're like, I'm just gonna sell these damn shirts. You're just taking advantage of it. I I don't know. Um, but that would be. You know, HGTV could run in that direction, right? Hey, real estate to have investor. like a, a celebrity house flipper that For, likes that. They so, it's forty four thousand followers, so I mean that's pretty damn good. But yeah, it's nothing like impressive. Yeah. Um. So he has a show called. He has some YouTube clips, and this one's titled "Make Money Investing in Low Income and or Ghetto Real Estate." Wow. Like this, it, this isn't the type of guy that gets to be on TV. I don't really know what he's doing. Maybe yeah. he should just be a fucking podcast. Niche, man. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> he's doing the just I can get a little bit of attention hustle. Yeah, yeah. It, it and uh, I we gotta look at his um. He he's got a Facebook page here. I mean, people have been hitting him pretty hard. He actually took a shot at the uh, DSA. And you know what you were talking about earlier about that landlord thing? I saw this thing on uh uh Amazon Prime the the TV thing. Uh, there is a documentary called like Airbnb Nightmares, and it's not about owners at all it's about the people that stay in airbnb yeah yeah wild stories and it's just like we're probably on that <laughs> no but uh it's, we broke the drawer in a refrigerator maybe we didn't we didn't break nothing but uh when last time no oh that was uh, the same one the crazy one no no damn we did two bad ones <laughs> we're not gonna be able to use that site no more <laughs> nobody spoke up though but anyway, they um but anyway, we don't like using it anyway. We I'd rather stay in a hotel. It's just when you have 10 people on tour, it's kind of like, okay. Uh but anyway, uh that Airbnb nightmares thing is like I'm going to tell you the truth. I've had some nightmares in Airbnbs too. Yeah. <laughs> like, as in like staying there. I don't give a shit about the uh owners. This guy also took a shot at um this guy also took a shot at the DSA and others. Oh, he's got Trump on his wall. Okay. This is a Trump guy, man. Yeah. Holton Wise Property Group. But yeah, it, it's, uh, they're really scuzzy. I, I encourage people to look into it. If I had more time, I would, uh, or 
well, I mean, we do have time. I just don't want to, uh, I don't want to like play the audio without having heard it first. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. But here's one. In this episode of the Tenants from Hell show, we take you to another live eviction. So he does live evictions. And uh, during the show, we hear the tenant who drives a BMW come up with every excuse in the book as to why it's not her fault that she was evicted. Holton Wise CEO James Wise wonders if the liberals will get as upset about this live eviction video as they did when they watched the Cadillac Escalade driving tenant get evicted live in episode eight of the Tenants from Hell show. This guy's a piece of fucking shit. Like, this so, is a shit human. But is he just a scammer? So he's, like, he's renting to other scammer rich people, I guess? No, he's he's a developer in right. Cleveland. He's one <laughs> of the bigger developers. Right. So, no, he's not just a brand, dude. He is really doing these evictions and stuff and making a show out of. And I think he's making, I, I think he's making all the money for the equipment that he's using to do this stuff through real estate. I yeah, mean, I think yeah. he's a successful guy in the field, uh, in in his field. But he's also like, this is a real piece of fucking shit. Yeah, like yeah. this this guy's bad, man. Bad news. I can't fucking believe. I I just can't believe he makes shirts that say Slumlord on them. It's just, who buys that? Ugh. Imagine if your fucking landlord showed up in a shirt that said Slumlord on it. Just picture that in your mind. You're standing there, the landlord comes up and knocks on the door, and he's wearing a shirt that says, I heart evictions. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the slumboard wouldn't be around. That would be like someone that would just be hanging at the bar and, and <laughs> never never going to their property. True. I fucking hate this guy, though, man. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, fuck you, Holton Wise Real Estate. I'm going to watch some of your... Uh, I'm going to watch his videos and bring audio to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's get one more thing in here before we uh, hit the old dusty trail, as I like to say. Um, so this is Paycheck Warriors. It's a it's a law, law firm, and uh, I just want to read this thing. Uh, so what? Here's the thing: Rogue Fit Fitness is being sued for wage theft. Oh, which is they're a big deal here. Rogue like fitness. over the time, Rogue Fitness, the big building over there. I yeah, I know. I was get, for everybody. Uh, CrossFit has a sponsorship from them, and I believe the CrossFit Games uses Rogue Fit stuff. Uh, from the one I watched a few years ago, they were at least right. It's uh, the it's a big deal when they moved here. It's made in America. It is made here in Columbus, uh, and they put they took over a gigantic warehouse in a. In a uh, a neighbor a neglected neighborhood that now is going to be turned into like a million dollar you know actually they redevelopment put in, they didn't they put in a warehouse they didn't yeah. just buy oh, they space didn't. they had it all built from nothing okay so they built a warehouse yeah. yeah in a neighborhood that there's so many other things you could do yeah like a grocery store yeah that would yeah that would really be something nice for that neighborhood that's not super duper. Uh, so uh, the complaint states that non-exempt employees working in the road fitness warehouse were not properly compensated for all the hours they worked as they were required to work before and after their scheduled shifts without compensation and for failure to pay correct overtime. And uh, they say if you work there, there there's some uh, there's a few contacts in here. Just 
message me if you need it. But yeah, Rogue Fitness, uh, stealing time from the workers. And that's a yeah. classic trick, though, that a lot of fucking jobs that's do. That's most of the theft that happens. This yeah. Is from them. Like, the they are stealing as much time as they can from the employees. That's where most of the money is getting stolen from. I mean, how many times have you just been asked, hey, can you real quick do this on your way out after you've clocked out? And you're yeah. like, I can't be a dick about it. You right, know? right. And like, uh, there's just always a lot of pressure at most jobs to continually work to, to not quit and not be a problem. Be like, ah, oh, yeah, I know you, I, you know what? It sucks. Uh, I know you get in a lot of trouble if I get overtime. So, you know, I'll, I'll clock out at 40 and just wrap this up, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I've done that before. I mean, I've done it and I'm not a work for free guy ever in my life. It was always like, nope, fucking I'm off or I'm on. You know, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take on call shifts. Like I am very much, uh, there's 40 hours a week that I hand over to somebody. Right. And when I'm home, I'm not doing it. And that's not my job. So, uh, rogue fitness and big lots right there in our fucking, uh, backyard. Yeah. We're that's true. Yeah. They are in our backyard too. I don't know. Where's big lots ain't from around here. Is it big lots? I think it is. Really? Let me look. Uh, let me look. The history of Big Lots. I preferred Odd Lots, like you said. Odd Lots was a great name. I'm sure it didn't focus group well. Yeah. Odd Lots? Odd, yeah. People I mean, nobody like wants odd. to shop at Odd Lots. I loved Odd Lots. Really? My grandma used to take us there all the time because you could just, $5 would just, you could buy whatever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> Stuff is not. I used to go there all the time with my neighbors across the street because their dad would send them there to buy caulk. Oh, okay. <laughs> they mean just so much. They should just have a big pallet full of it. <laughs> they would go in there like four times a week and buy a whole case of caulk. He was always caulking shit. You know, he was like one of those guys that just constantly works on his house and none of it makes it better. You know. Yeah. He like he got a. Uh, there was one point where he got a bunch of windows somewhere. He's the guy that gets deals. You know, he would just be like, "If this is a good price, I'm fucking taking it." You know, and he he got his hands on a bunch of windows. Yeah, and there was nothing he could do with them. You can't like install your own wind. I guess you can install your own windows, but it's that's well, something you do. You got to get matching sets. Yes, yeah, that's also true. They were different windows. So what he did with them was, their front porch had like a deck on it. And he took the windows and he lined them up next to each other so that they were all up on this thing. And it was just... All different sizes? They're all different sizes, shapes, colors. It was just them sitting next to each other around their deck. So then it became like a warm place, you know? It was like a Florida a Florida, Florida Yeah. Lots of light. <laughs> that was the craziest thing, man. That guy was always tinkering on his fucking house. I that's why I don't want to own a house because I can see myself tinkering on a house all the time. Sure, you know. So this is uh, someone actually. Thank you in the chat. Who? Let me let me give him the proper thing. Who yeah, did come this? On, give him credit. Zerg troll in the chat. Thank you from Twitch. I appreciate this. Uh, they found that from the landlord roundtable Facebook group. <clears throat> Has anyone ever had to give back the security deposit? A few months ago, my long-term tenants left my place in surprisingly good condition, and I racked my brains trying to find something they broke, and I couldn't fault them for a single thing. I think it was because it's a newly built apartment, 
Every other property in my portfolio was an older building with things that were sure to fall apart. It's got me wondering if investing in new properties is worth it or not if you if you don't get to keep the deposit. Sorry. That bad syntax on Facebook. Oh my god. It's got me wondering if investing in new properties is worth it or not if you don't get to keep the deposit. Oh my god. That is yeah, she, like, she doesn't yeah, think that's I mean even... I get like I mean I get twelve months of rent, but like the baker's dozen is that deposit. That's that extra you know, a little bit there. Man, you know, it's weird. I've gotten a lot of my deposits back in my life. Have you? Yeah, or like really? a part of them. Like a half I of them. I got a single one. You've never got one? I got one? a single one. Yeah, I got a couple, man. Sometimes I just left the place a fucking mess and was just like, keep the deposit. That's yeah. how most of it was, was like, you're going to keep that deposit. I'm not cleaning this shit hole up. That's your problem. Well, you know my wife, man. She even does the thing when you move into a new place and they give you that checklist. And tell you to go around and check everything and let them know if there's any damage. She does that. Really? Yeah, I would never do that. That is just something that is way beyond me to ever that, like do. That's one of the I've moved a lot of places too. And that's <laughs> one of those things when they handed the checklist, I love like looking in the person's face and they're like, You need to fill this out and tell us, you know, if there's anything, any issues, and then you return it back to here. And I'm looking at him in the face. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely going to do that. I'm going to set aside like 60 minutes tomorrow afternoon to go through the house and write all of that down. And I just put that thing on the kitchen table and wait until six months when all the trash is piled up and throw it out with the rest of everything else. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> I've never filled out a single one of those things Me either. Me neither. It's too much secretarial You're going to keep it. You're going to keep it. Yeah. You're going to keep the deposit. I'm not going to play your game. I, I would be like. I I mean, like, I would get them and for three days be like, I got to fill this thing out, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. Fill this thing Same. out. You know, like, it was like every time you see it, you think I got to fill this thing they out. They don't give a fuck, though. Like, they, I'm like, I'm waiting for them to, like, pressure me into it. They like, never do. I'm waiting for a phone call like, uh, Brett, you said you looked at me right in the face and said you were going to fill that out. What's going on? They never do that. They no, never. No, they're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck either. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just use it against them later we'll just use it against them to keep the deposit oh yeah i mean it probably it probably is some sort of fail safe thing that they get to keep the deposit if really i i i guess you I, I am being naive because i okay so i got the deposit back on my last apartment so, so these aren't apartments that i lived in when i was scuzzy you know like my apartment before this i was already like sort of doing better when i moved out so like it would have to be yeah it would have to be my net this place would be the other thing but i don't think i'm getting my deposit back from this place like this seems like the type of place i'm probably not getting my deposit back from yeah that's unfortunate yeah what are you gonna do man it was only nine hundred dollars you could hire a lawyer for a few thousand to get him to to litigate for yeah, you yeah. <laughs> you can fucking do and most people just figure that money's gone i mean at least the way my brain works is like if there's money no they I'm win i mean we we i do have to say we're both defeated here none of us is uh standing like you should fight back but um i just it feels so fucking hopeless there's just no way that i see that working out yeah i mean the way i think of money is that when it's gone it's gone i never like count on ever getting my money back from something like yeah like if i was an investor i would 
the, my philosophy would be like just invest and that money's gone now and then maybe I'll get it back someday but I'm not I will not I just don't believe in sending your money out and bringing more money back with it yeah, yeah. like it just seems like a fucking fantasy to me Jason yeah. do you fill out those sheets no, no Jason doesn't, Jason doesn't money, do it man. either huh you ever gotten a deposit back yeah, partial deposit. Yeah, but that Jason's got a point there. You cannot pay the last month's rent and get, keep your deposit. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but your rental history is like a real fucking shitty. It's weird that that record's out there. You know, where it's like, God damn, man, people can look up my rental history. Yeah, <laughs> that seems unfair. Keep that private. Yeah, well, like me and you, it, this is what me and Brad have always said about job interviews that drug test. It's like, no, let's me and you look each other in the fucking eye, and, and we'll figure out if I work here. Yeah. Let's just science out of this. You I, know, let's keep all. Let's keep us out of it. Figure out. Am I too fucked up right now? <laughs> just feel it out. This is the amount of fucked up I'm going to be when I'm here every day. Yeah. I'm not going to get wasted. I'm not going to be drunk. It is funny, man, because I, I feel like if I was a hiring guy, I would probably pick good people, you know? Like, if I was, like, the hiring manager, I don't think I would need... First of all, I don't care if they do drugs. But uh, the, I, I think, like, as a hiring manager, I could... Figure it out in like sixty minutes. Hmm. You know, I'm sure. pretty, I'm pretty good judge of character. I've surrounded myself with some pretty good people, so I know how to. My entourage is very uh, um, responsible and kind mm -hmm. and uh, cool, so I'm always okay. I don't really have an entourage though. It's like Katie and Gwen, <laughs> but if I get <laughs> if me and Brad have an entourage, I guess you know. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that is the show yeah. until the call-in show, which, hey, we haven't been. Here's the thing. This is call-in show season, right? On our call-in show, if you call in and we like your call, this is a completely random thing. We will send you a ham or what's the other thing? A field roast? Yeah. Okay. We'll send you either a ham or a field roast. No other meats. Like, we're not like. This is a Christmas ham or a Christmas celebration roast. Celebration roast, and that's it. And uh, here's the other thing. Uh, please, we need you to call in. Keep us updated on uh, Christmas days off and uh, Christmas um, Christmas bonuses and mm -hmm. things like that. This is Christmas bonus time of the year. It's time to start hearing what the people are getting, which I, I did... I can relay a few uh, turkey things. A few people got turkeys. I saw. Yeah. Like, oh, right, right. That's part of the, like, a place. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I want to hear also some like uh, street fight Christmas miracles. Somebody told me they found an eight ball of cocaine in the woods on Halloween. Oh, I just heard some good <laughs> news about a street fight miracle uh, for, for Jason. I'm not going to say it, but you had a miracle, you know. <laughs> he found some some stuff. Too. Oh wow, <laughs> that's a wonderful thing to find too. Yeah, you know? it's just like ah, gee, golly, gee. I would have to go out and find like buy this off yeah. of somebody. You know, this is great. Uh, so thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. If you want more of what we do. 
Beyond the Two free podcasts each week. Uh, there's bonus content on patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You can sign up for a monthly subscription, get access to bonus audio, bonus video. Right now we're doing Teen Fight Radio. That's Brian and I and his daughter Gwen talking to influential people about being a young person and what that was like. Uh, the, sh- the episode with Kate Raft came out earlier this week. Uh, Two big newses from that. Brett uh, was still reeling the next day from me saying that I watched NYPD Blue when I was a little kid. Yeah, well, (laughs) well, it was very informative to me that you were... How old were you? Nine? I I think I was maybe 10 or 12. 10 or 12. Um, I'll look look it, it up while you're talking. It's just that to think, and I get this a little bit, that you were like... Hmm. Well, I'm a I'm a I'm a thinking person, right? Uh, like the critics say, this is a smash hit. I might as well check it out. And you actually still fall into the same traps, like decades later. <laughs> you're still like every time you're like, oh, everybody's talking about this new show. Everybody's talking about Watchmen. I gotta watch it. Everybody's talking about every. You cannot stay away from the. Uh, yeah, I was fourteen. Actually. Fourteen. Which is, I guess you were like, you were going to be grown up. Well, yeah, I, I get mean, it. We talked about this. On, you were smoking cigarettes, right? Yeah, we talked about this on Team Fight. It was like, you know, you have this experience. Like, for me, it was coming to school in a Transformers t-shirt or a Transformers sweatsuit like they sell for killed for children back then. Like I got to preface this by adults did not wear a transformer shirt at that time. Right. <laughs> like, they didn't make them. Yeah. They didn't. You shouldn't be able to not get those at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because adults like really didn't care about the transformers. Yeah. But, uh, I wore them to school and this kid walked up to me and said, are you wearing a fucking transformer shirt? And then I basically, from that day on, I was like, you know, it's time to grow up, Brian. You're you're a fucking man now. Can't wear the Transformers shirt anymore. Yeah, time to read the paper. Time to start reading the paper and watch NYPD Blue. Yeah, so get I a s- pair of loafers. Yeah, well, no, I liked having good shoes. Okay, you know? well, loafers are nice shoes. And then the other distinguished guy that reads the Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, well, I read it. I started reading Entertainment Weekly when I was really young. I loved it. I would love it. I would look at like if I ever got to buy a magazine. I either bought a heavy metal one like Circus or Hit Parader or uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, well, I'd buy one of those, Rolling Stone, or I would buy an Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> yeah. I was just so into entertainment, I guess. You know? Yeah. I mean, it just had pictures of like whoever was so popular loves. at the time on it. And you're like, oh, I love that person, you know? It's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Street Fight. You can find us on social media. We're at Street Fight WCRS on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on Twitch at Street Fight Radio. I'm plotting up a homicide when I'm out to ride. I'm gripping on my 45. Keep it by my side. You know I'm always down to slide when it's over die. I'm just a hustler in the player with the deadly vice. I'm plotting up a homicide when I'm out to ride. I'm gripping on my 45. Keep it by my side. You know I'm always down to slide when it's over die. I'm just a hustler in the player with the deadly vice. I'm coming like night creep. Finger on the trigger, never sleeping. No sucker, cop ducker. Go ahead, bitch, give me reason to break your ass off. With the 45, I'm squeezing. Gurping on the skirt, then my partner grew up last season. Hooking left, and now you see me rolling through the boulevard. Shaking hands and kissing babies.
days, man, we been the ghetto stars. Say, young player, let me tell you about them days where we never had shit, but now a nigga get paid, huh? Pulling up the something clean, fresher than Listerine. I pop my collar, cause making money, man, ain't no thing. Shake, John Ho, sending money through the Western Union. $30,000 from a double I'm pack, I said the use aside. When I'm out the ride, I'm gripping on my 45. Keep it by my side, you know I'm always down to slide. When it's do or die, I'm just a hustler in the playing with the dead device. I'm plotting up a homicide. When I'm out the ride, I'm gripping on my 45. Keep it by my side, you know I'm always down to slide. When it's do or die, I'm just a hustler in the playing with the dead device. Catching nine six rolling, laid back smoking, way more in my double cup, sipping up on the potion. Fuck all of the player hating, keep all that commotion. Me and my partners about the dollars, never been about no whole shit. FTP across my chest, banging to the day I rest. When they let me in my coffin, like what when that booger says. I'm dipping low on a hundred golden spokes, live coming out the gutter just to let you bust it. No, it ain't no thing, but it's in your mind. Drago busting up the frame, something you can't tame. You better duck about the way when the go go bang. I'll leave you sucking bloody red, soaking in the rain. I'm plotting up a homicide when I'm on the ride. I'm gripping on my 45, keep it by my side. You know I'm always down the slide when it's over die. I'm just a hustler in the player with the dead device. I'm plotting up a homicide when I'm on the ride. I'm gripping on my 45, keep it by my side. You know I'm always down the slide when it's over die. I'm just a hustler in the player with the dead device. friend do you ever get mad online about politics no not really so your twitter handle isn't at dabbing castro 911 and you didn't just post drink piss to at joe biden uh okay you caught me well good news friend you are not alone and you should get your news from two guys who are just as mad online as you really who where District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left, airing Monday through Friday, hosted in Washington, D.C. by the two Sams, Sam Knight and Sam Sachs. All you have to do is subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Wow, thank you. Keep posting and stay mad, my friend. <laughs>